0: Listener, you're about to hear part two of our conversation about the Batman. If you haven't listened to part one, uh, what are you doing? Go listen. Or don't. But it might feel like watching Avengers Endgame before any other Marvel movie. It's up to you. Anyway, we wrap up our thoughts on the 2022 Matt Reeves film and then dive into the 1993 animated film Mask of the Phantasm before we finally rank them all. That's the lay of the land. Enjoy your listen.
1: Todd Phillips Joker made a billion dollars. Like, I know that we're going to get another one of those. Uh, And I fucking hated that. I mean, I fucking hate that movie. But, like, I was not that big of a fan of that movie. And so I'm just, like, I get that, like, DC's course correct to, like, you know, they saw what Marvel did. They tried to do their own thing. It fucking sucked. And so now their new version is just, like, we're just going to, like, do multiverse without setting up multiverse. And we're just going to have all these different things like, okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But like, if you're going to do that, like there's so many characters in your Canon, (laughs) just like, just do other characters for the love of God. I don't need it anymore. Anyway, that, those are my thoughts on uh, the introduction of the Joker. Uh, I'm
2: with you. Another
1: quick thing, the score. I love the score. I think it's a fantastic score. I think it's so propulsive throughout the entire movie. And I texted this to Matt, like when I left the theater, the main Batman theme was, like, all I could think about. Like, it's just, it's so intense throughout the entire movie, and it's so present throughout the entire movie, that when I was, like, I listened to the score outside of the visuals, I was just, like, at my desk at work, and I could hear, I was like, oh, there's a lot more stuff going on in this score than I initially caught, because I was so overwhelmed, and not in a bad way, but just so overwhelmed with, like, the main theme. So I do appreciate the score much more now than I did when I left the theater. But having said that, and I've texted this to Matt, the main theme, like the main Batman theme just makes me think of the Imperial March from Star Wars. <laughs> like, that's all I can think about because the main theme is like, bum, 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 yeah. bum, 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 bum. Like, that's all yeah. my brain thinks of when I hear the main Batman theme, which yeah, again, I right.
2: <laughs> it's yeah,
1: not a it's... knock it's not a knock on the movie it's not a knock on the score but it's just like all i can think about is just jacquino ripping off john williams yeah so. we're just kind of like batman vader is like a yeah is a one-to-one comparison and, and like, as we i mean it, as we talked about there's this, yeah. there's like the scene that's batman vader so like it, it all
2: yeah.
1: it all works it just like from yeah. the trailer the first thing i was like why does that song sound so fucking familiar and then, as soon as I made the connection, I just can't not hear it now. So. Good for him
2: for knowing what how to trigger the pleasure sens- sensors yeah. of our brain.
1: <laughs> yeah, I also love it at
0: the beginning of uh, Highway to the Anger Zone, which yeah. is the score. Great, the Highway great, great, oh, yeah, yeah. great song titles Excellent. for this score. Just oh incredible God. song titles for I this score. About that. <laughs> yeah, that one starts with the Batman theme, but it's like. Bah, bah, bah. And like, and then it's right after the races, and it's like this loud, oh, so master good. score. But like,
1: I just love that it does the main theme but louder, <laughs> yeah. as like as the opening, yeah. right off the bat too. Yeah. It's so good. All right, so here I, I'm saving this for the very end. Uh, this is my biggest complaint about the movie, uh, and I I don't think it's something I'll ever be able to get over. Uh, it's literally the last act of the movie, the the mass shooting scene or the attempted mass shooting. Um I think that I I personally don't feel like I need anything in the last 30 minutes of this movie. I I'm not like I'm not mad that it's there. I think there's some great visuals in that last 30 minutes. I think like the actual end of the movie like with the scene between Batman and Catwoman is all really good stuff. But like to me this movie could have ended at the at the like, the conversation between the Riddler and, and Batman at Arkham. And I think, like, had the movie ended... Obviously not, like, with the tease that, like, I have got more stuff coming up. But, like, if they didn't have that part of the, their conversation and just had their other conversation, I would have been really thrilled with how this movie ended. It went on for another 30 minutes. I don't feel like those 30 minutes were necessary. But outside of that, like, the mass shooting scene was like so upsetting to me um that it just completely took me out of the movie and the reason i say that is i had to walk past an armed security guard to get to my theater on opening night and i worked in a movie theater where we hi- we had i mean we didn't have to but like every movie theater in the country is hiring armed security anytime a new batman or batman related movie comes out because one asshole shot up a movie theater one time and like we live in this society where mass shootings are just happening all the time and i like i understand like the social commentary aspect of this of this sequence and i get all of that stuff but like the fact that that was happening and then instead of being able to enjoy the movie my initial thought was like oh fuck i need to now be on high alert like it, it just took me out of the movie in a way that made me super uncomfortable,
2: mm.
1: and I, like I said, I don't think I'll ever be able to get over it. I don't think it's necessary. Like I get why it's in this movie. I get all of the stuff around it. It just like super did not work for me, and I like, I like am really upset by it. <laughs> so.
2: Of all, of all, like the the discourse that I've consumed, I don't think I've ever, I ever heard anyone yeah. say that. But I'm glad that you said it because that's so fair that's valid as as hell like i i i get it i am i actually really don't know i have no response to it (laughs) really
1: i'm not necessarily like i don't i don't i'm not saying that because i want you guys to defend it i like i'm just like i I, it's just like uh and again it's it's very much a personal thing because like i was talking to another friend of mine at the theater and like they were like yeah that was like uncomfortable but it didn't it didn't make him upset in the way that it made me upset. So like, it's definitely a your mileage may vary thing, but like that was one of the main reasons. And like I told, <laughs> I told Matt like don't look at my Letterbox score if you don't want to know what I think. But, mm-hmm. Like, and I don't want to reduce a movie down to a Letterbox score, but because all well because. 67% of us are on Letterboxd all the time and, you know, a third of us are on Letterboxd when they see a movie that they love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's, I think it's an interesting touch point. But I, yeah, yeah, I gave this movie three and a half stars. I was, like, rocking a four star for most of the movie. Then this sequence happened and I was so turned off by that sequence that I, like, seriously considered a three for a while. And then I was like, okay, I can't, like, I can't in good conscience give this movie a three. Like, this is a better than a three out of five movie but like I, I was just deeply upset by that that last sequence Yeah,
0: I think it would have been a better ending if it was I mean the main riddle of it all is that this final uh, place of refuge is about to become the most dangerous place to be and how do you stop that from happening uh, but I think it would have been more exciting if it was like technology that was at, like... That Riddler had planted stuff, not people. Yeah. That was putting people at like, risk. A, like electrocuting
2: uh, people. Like the plan to flood yeah. it and then electrocute them yeah. all. And
0: and like a final riddle where like on the mega screen it was Riddler, like a pre-recorded yeah. message where he was like, TikTok, you have to get this thing. Like you have to find the like the bombs that I've planted in mm-hmm. the rubble or like whatever. I think, yeah, the idea... Of like a mass shooting being inspired by a Batman villain is a little glib, uh, yeah. in in the same way that like Joker shooting somebody live on television and then being celebrated in the streets, is, like what uh, what are what message are we sending mm-hmm. with these Batman villains? Uh, like they're not we and like you know are we sensitive to the fact that like Batman villains specifically have been an inspiration for some shooters? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I yeah I think that's a certainly valid criticism that I haven't seen uh, like James yeah. I haven't seen people talking enough about that
2: yeah they, I mean there are there are other ways that they could have conveyed the like what they were the effect that they were that the third that final final act was meant to convey which was just that Batman is doing something for a city who is still viewing him primarily as an antagonist. And this is like mm-hmm. the first time other than his relationship with Gordon where citizens of Gotham are showing him directly that they don't view him as a threat. And that's very significant for him as a character. And did you need to have the threat be a mass shooting to accomplish that? No. I would say no. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I really like this movie. I wish that this movie didn't include that, because I would have liked this movie a lot more. Um, Fair. So I, I'm I'm hopeful that the subsequent Matt Reeves Batman movies don't make me think about real-world things that, <laughs> like, are really upsetting. Sure. Also, just as a broader note, like, uh, let's get some fucking gun control in this country, so it's less of an uh-huh. issue. <laughs> yes. That's a different yeah. conversation for a different day. So... <laughs> Um, all right, so we had our outline, uh, and we're just going to peek behind the curtain for anybody who happens to be listening. We are well <laughs> over uh, our our uh, time, so... I mean, it's it's uh, Pacific time for Matt, and it's uh, mountain time for me, so I can keep rolling. Jim, if, I'll, you, I'll if keep you want going. us to start tie, tying some things no. up, I'm happy to do it. But no, let's, let's do let's, it. I
2: mean, the, ni- the nice thing is that I think in talking about the Batman, we did already touch on a lot of the things that work in like, what makes Batman yeah. movies good and bad. Yeah. So really, all we need to do is devote fifteen minutes to Matt only talking about Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. So
1: I, I had on my outline just like Batman movies in general. I don't like, like you said, Jim. I think we covered a lot of stuff already. But I just like, I know for Warner Brothers, it is purely financial. This, these movies make a shitload of money, so that's why we're going to keep getting them. But like, yeah, generally, I'm like, why do we just keep getting Batman movies? And I was talking to my friend at the theater, and it's like. I, I, I like Marvel movies. I think they're a lot of fun. I, I not, They're not perfect movies. But the nice thing about the Marvel movies is, like, yeah, we get a shitload of them, but there's so many characters that, like, yeah. we only get a Doctor Strange movie once every four years, you know? We only get a, uh, a Spider-Man movie once every two to three years. So, like, yeah, we're getting a lot of Marvel content, but we're not getting a lot of the same characters, generally uh so but like batman like dc is just like well we'll just keep doing batman i guess (laughs) so yeah again i understand from a financial aspect why they're doing it but just more broadly i was curious like why do you guys think we just keep getting batman movies
2: he's iconic (laughs) yeah yeah what's funny he is kind of the the guy like there's you could do so much you could do so many more batman movies And the the Rose Gallery is so deep, probably deeper than any other superhero on Marvel and DC side. In my very Mm -hmm. very biased opinion, with Spider Man (laughs) is a close second. Um, But but here the way I feel about Batman in general, and this is kind of an answer to your question, but kind of not, is that I don't want Batman with any other DC superheroes. I don't want a DC extended universe that has Batman Mm. in it. I if it exists, I like it to, I would like it to be separate. I want my side Batman. I would love for Matt Reeves to create my side Batman trilogy where I don't <laughs> have to worry about the Justice League. I've never been a huge fan of Batman interacting with people who have real fucking superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um unless it's Batman taking them all down, which he has done in the comics, yeah. and that is one of the greatest things you will ever see is like oh, Batman actually has a contingency plan for taking down Superman, taking down Wonder Woman, taking down Green Lantern. It's fucking awesome. But I don't want... I, I, I think they keep going back to Batman because he's just so damn iconic and so cool. And I none of the other DC superheroes come close. in my, Like, Superman, yeah. I'm a... I'm a known Superman hater. I think Superman's <laughs> the most boring friggin' superhero in the history of the planet Earth. I would rather have like a Squirrel Girl movie than a Batman or than another superhero movie, a uh, Superman movie. And I don't—that's not a diss to Squirrel Girl. It's just the first thing that came into my mind. But yeah. just I don't care about Superman, and I—I I think that be, Hollywood knows that. I think they're—I'm not alone in that, and people agree with that, and they just—they're trying to. Do what Marvel did, which is like they did for me. Like I was never big into Doctor Strange, like the X Men, I like Spider Man, I like Iron Man. That was it. Mm-hmm. MCU made me care about Black Panther, made me care about yeah. Doctor Strange. That the Guardians of the Galaxy, incredible accomplishment. These movies can't do it, and they keep failing, and so they're just going to go back to the well that they know works. The shame is that they keep going back to the Joker well too.
1: Yeah, yeah. you just yeah, don't need it.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel the same. Batman is just better than better than <laughs>
1: just, <laughs> Batman greater than symbol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt speak on mask of the phantasm. I'm not going to take
0: forever, uh, but I think mask of the phantasm <laughs> is the only other Batman movie that I feel like has truly captured what I love in a Batman story. Um, and there are some similarities between the Batman and mask of the phantasm uh, there's a daughter of a mob-connected uh, individual who is trying to take revenge. Uh, you know, Catwoman phantasm. Uh, the setting of Gotham is very similar in this, like, art deco kind of, like, uh, promise of tomorrow but failure of today kind of uh, vibe in Gotham. Uh, and, I mean, just, like, Let's just talk about Phantasm for a minute. It does have a great Joker story. Yeah, Joker is not the primary villain, but he is the most ruthless and the scariest in that story. Um, you get a flashback to the early days of young Bruce trying to become Batman, which is very similar to this movie, and the failures that he had along the way, him trying to figure out how to do it right. Um, and really, though, I feel like the best aspect of Mask of the Phantasm is the phantasm which like spoiler alert to a 1993 animated movie uh, <laughs> which but, to be fair
1: would have been a uh, massive spoiler to me uh, a week and a half correct. ago so. <laughs> exactly
0: um but like andrea beaumont is one of the best on-screen romances of batman definitely like, so fun so smart uh just every line she has i feel like is incredibly written where she's like She asks him something. He's like, "I thought you didn't care." And she's like, "I wasn't asking, or I I wasn't. Mom was asking." It doesn't sound like anything when I say it like that. But that line in particular, she's just so like whip smart and cool. And she fights him and and takes him down. She fights him, yeah. And like cool costume and wins. Like the whole World's Fair explodes and she disappears into a cloud of smoke with Joker. And that's the end. Like, yeah. what a cool badass way to go! Uh, yeah, I love Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, it's a great love story. Also has an incredible score uh, and is a great Batman mystery.
2: Colin, can I build off that and just yeah, give go. give, yeah. no, give no, no. my? I'll just turn that in because I agree with absolutely everything Matt said. I Mask of the Phantasm is well. We'll get to it in a second where it where it ranks, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to turn that into, uh, jump off that and say, the the Batman, Batman the Animated Series is a miracle, and I want to talk, yeah. this is relevant to both the Batman and Nolan, I, I love you Tim Burton, uh, but I, you know, I don't want to talk about his movies or Schumacher, Uh um, Matt
1: struggled on that in the last name earlier. So yeah. <laughs> we, talked, <you're> all good. <laughs> we talked about
2: pacing before and like you know like and I was texting you guys about like how you know Nolan's movies are like are they rapid fire. And I actually mm-hmm. went back and I rewatched the scene two scenes of The Dark Knight. One was when Batman shows up at the bank, like the second scene of the movie, looking for the mm-hmm. mark bills. He shows up, he has a quick exchange with Gordon, and he scans some of the bills. They have a really quick conversation that actually conveys a lot of information in a short time, which is very impressive. Sets the stage for the rest of the movie. And that scene lasts 40 seconds. Yeah, And (laughs) the scene where Batman goes to the... He goes to, like, that brick wall. He takes a sample out of the wall and recreates, like, the bullet and all that. That's, like, 60 seconds. Yeah. And... This movie is so much differently paced, but the animated series, every episode is a miracle because they're like less than 30 minutes and almost none of them feel rushed. It's like they fit an entire mm. movie's worth of story, like two hours of content into 30 minutes. The best and that is, that's not to say there aren't bad episodes, but like they're the episodes that like sing are just, they sing so beautifully and I just want to. And I mentioned earlier that the Riddler is... It's, this isn't even my favorite version of the Riddler or my favorite Riddler story. And I want to pitch to you that I, you should watch... If you're going to watch Batman the Animated Series, I just want you to watch the episode If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? That's my favorite episode of Batman <laughs> Animated Series ever. It's the first, actually, second episode I ever saw of the show.
1: Wow. It
2: is... It's a great, fun mystery some great riddles some like actually good puzzles like something that like five-year-old me did not get the first time i (laughs) saw it uh and then there's another riddler one that isn't as good but is very good called riddler's reform that i think is another great riddler story
1: okay noted uh i I, as I mentioned, I've told this to Matt several times because he's been trying to get me to watch Mask of the Phantasm literally yeah. since I've known him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, It's not that I didn't want to watch it. It was just like because Warner Brothers or whomever uh, just like totally fucked this movie from jump, like I just had never had an opportunity to see it. I didn't watch the TV show, so I wasn't like, oh, cool, there's a movie version of the TV show. Uh, they like dropped this movie on Christmas Day, Like, Mm -hmm. with little to no fanfare, this movie made, like, no money at the box office. So, like, I just never had an opportunity to see it. And because nobody outside of, like, diehard Batman fans who watched it ever talks about it, it wasn't ever, like, something I felt like I needed to catch up on. Um, And so my biggest touchpoint to this movie was the fact that it was one of the, like, two trailers before the Michael Jackson music video <laughs> before the VHS of free Willie, which was in heavy rotation at the fields household. Uh, but I just kept seeing it's like a 45 second trailer for this animated Batman movie. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what it was about, but I've seen that little like mini trailer for this movie, not joking, like at least 50 times in my life because I watched free Willie yeah. so many times. <laughs> uh, so I had like, I just like, this movie was so far off my radar uh, but I knew that I was going to watch it to surprise you on the pub. And, uh, I, I had very little expectations of this movie. Like I'd heard from many people that it was good, but I was just kind of like, I don't know what like. It's not that I'm not into animated movies. I generally really like animated movies, but I was just like, I, we'll see how this goes. I thought this was excellent. I thought it was really good. Hell, I thought yeah. like... I thought the storytelling, like, the framing device of, like, so much of this being flashback was, like, a little weird at first. Um, like, it took me a little while to to figure out, like, okay, like, that's what this movie's vibing with. Because, uh, like, I feel like, and I don't actually know. I've literally only watched it the one time and it was a week and a half ago. But it felt like half of this movie was flashback and half of this movie was, like, current setting. Um, yeah, potentially. Which, like... At the time, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, these flashbacks are really long. I would just like to watch a story. Um, but the the way that it all came together at the end was like to me shockingly emotionally satisfying. Like I was I had yeah. no idea that I was going to be this emotionally invested in a Batman story. Uh especially the fact that it all takes place in like barely over an hour. Uh yeah. I I I was like. Really blown away by how good this movie was, um yes. and I, I, I restrained so hard from texting either of you because I wanted to like I knew we were going to be talking about it, but like within seconds of her being in this show, I was like, or in this movie, I was like, is Andrea Beaumont my favorite Batman character? <laughs>
2: Fuck,
1: <yeah. laughs> nice, like, like a hundred percent. Like, oh my god, she's amazing. Yep. uh I thought she was so good. I thought their relationship was so good. I thought that like all of the flashbacks to like their actual relationship, like the Bruce Wayne and her, like I thought all that stuff was really good. I was, like, legitimately sad at the end when they didn't end up together. Like, I was, mm-hmm. I was really, really impressed by this movie. Uh, so yeah. good job by you. Uh, you specifically, the two of you, and all other people who <laughs> <laughs> watched and raved yeah. about this movie. Because I think it actually it's lives up to the so hype. Good. I think it's, it's really good. Um, and I yeah. I mentioned this earlier, and I, I, I do think we want to I, I talk about Batman movie rankings. I kind of sprung that on you guys earlier. So, uh, you know grain of salt but i when i said that i think that this is one of the batman is one of the best film like one of the best film batmans we've gotten i really think it's a conversation between three movies and i think that mask of the phantasm is one of those three Nice. Um, Fuck yeah! So.
2: <laughs> so I'm so happy to hear this. <laughs> Me too. <'Cause> I'm almost <laughs> happier than I am to just be talking about the Batman.
0: Yeah, all your criticism of the Batman—they don't matter at all. No. It's, the fact that you love Mask of the Phantasm—that like, yeah, you're you're in the club. now. Yeah. you get it. It is the best. And and God, Andy Beaumont is my one true love like i love andrea <laughs> beaumont i wanted the action figure of phantasm because i love that character
2: i think i have it so on the much. shelf behind me i'm oh, gonna go yes. oh my god you yes. guys vamp while i go yeah um
0: which like yeah i want a live action andy beaumont like she's the
1: one that i want on screen i want a live so action her bad. i also like the character design of the phantasm is so fucking dope uh yeah. that i did like, you know
0: I, it was her did i figured it i figured it,
1: was... it out pretty quickly like earlier than like it gets revealed i i had a strong inkling oh my god yes there it is <laughs> oh my god the phantasm
2: <sighs> it's um, andy and then i brought clay face oh. just because, <laughs> just because oh god, why not? <laughs> um
1: yeah so i had oh. a pretty strong inkling fairly early on that she was the phantasm um how did you know I don't, like, it was just, it was just like a, fe- like, it, it, it seemed to make more sense than anybody else. Like, it didn't, like, it obviously had to be a character that we knew, right? Like, it, it had to be. <laughs> it. Sorry, everyone, Matt just died because <laughs> Jim showed him some action figures. <laughs> Jim and I are going to have to finish this episode because Matt's dead in the hotel room. <laughs> um Like, I. I knew it had to be a character that we that we had met at the you know at some point in the story, yeah. Um, and it didn't really make sense for it to be anybody else. So like, I had a pretty strong inkling that it was her, but that didn't like the, when it when it's officially revealed that it is her. Like the fact that I was pretty sure that that was it. Like it's it still didn't dull the the impact of that moment, which again yeah. I think speaks to how well crafted this story is. That like it still hits even if you're like you already are
2: expecting it but you know? it's so funny in yeah. that like as a kid blew my mind had no idea and as a, as an adult who has like learned about what do they call it like the economy of characters or something mm-hmm. it's like it has to be mm-hmm. someone we've met it can't be the joker everyone else is dead it's yeah. gotta be her and i'm like why didn't i see that coming as a yeah. child? <laughs>
0: yeah but I also love the misdirect that like it's her father, yeah yeah and then you realize that the, the one piece of detail that you didn't have is that he's already dead yeah, and that's why she's doing this and I think it's so cool i I don't even know if I like fully grasp like the importance of this moment, but when Batman finally realizes that it's Joker and like draws the red smile and goes, oh no, and the idea that like he's fought Joker so many times and knows how dangerous he is that like Realizing that she's now going to face this ultimate foe of his is like, oh my god, she's gonna be dead for sure. Yeah. This guy is crazy. <laughs> like that, that is such a good reason for him to jump into action. And the final fight being in the World's Fair is so visually cool. Yeah, of like this exploding globe and like rocket packs and a miniscape, <laughs> a like mini cityscape it's such a cool place to have a finale for a batman story too Mm uh and it's the best joker like i think this is the best joker because like uh like jim kevin connery is my batman and mark hamill's my joker and like this is the best best of both of them Mm yeah and yeah and god andy Beaumont. <laughs> Just give me nobody but her. And Catwoman. That's it. And Tali Algo, and, Clay face. And, yeah. and Clayface. Yeah. Clayface. And Mister <laughs> Freeze and Man Bat and Firefly and Ventriloquist and Scarface and Toymaker and Elastic
2: Man. Condiment King. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> Robert Fantasy. I feel like, yeah, you know? as somebody who hasn't who's not like versed in Batman lore like even just you know knowing generally that batman has this like deep rogues gallery uh i feel like it's it's really like the people who make that proclamation are really underselling it especially when you guys yeah. dive deep into the, like the weirdest shit things that you just <laughs> said <laughs> oh. solomon grundy
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> truly insane villain. Calendar yeah. Man. We have, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, we really like haven't even scratched the surface in these live movies. Give yeah. me yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah.
1: and yet uh, we're we'll, we're just gonna get Joker and every uh, you know every other year until uh, we die. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, uh, I wanna I wanna rank some Batman movies. Uh, and again, I didn't prepare either of you for this. I just kind of sprung it on you. But I wrote them down already. I think I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I rewatched most mm-hmm. of the Batman movies after I saw The Batman. Um, and I rewatched the Zack Snyder Batman movies last year before Justice League came out, which by the way, I rewatched all of the, like the Zack Snyder verse so that I could wa- so that I would like be ready to watch the S- Snyder cut and I just never watched the Snyder <laughs> cut. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. Anyway, um so and I know that my opinion is going to be different than your opinion. Cause I'm coming at this from like a fan of movies and not a fan yeah. of Batman. But sure. in my opinion, having watched for the first time, some of these movies and rewatched, there's a lot of not good Batman, movies. like a lot yeah. of not good Batman movies. <laughs> so like, yeah. I think uh, Batman 66 is fun for what it is. Yeah. But like, has not aged very well and i think that like it's really funny for the first like 20 minutes and then i'm like okay i get the joke let's move on and uh, i got pretty annoyed with batman 66 uh i don't care about that batman at
2: all i don't either but it's higher than at least two others on my list so i
0: haven't seen batman 66 but i also don't care about
1: Batman.
2: I think that there are some
1: so. genuinely like laugh out loud funny things in Batman sixty six.
0: Truly, do not care about laughing in a
2: Batman movie.
1: Could so you I couldn't is... tell you about something I care
0: about less than laughing in a Batman movie? And that is why I do not care about Batman
2: sixty six. As someone who will who like at one point would just take anything I could get. Obviously, I liked Batman Forever for a time. My, my brothers and I would mimic the end of the Batman 66 movie where they're just fighting on like the submarine and we yeah. would just like pretend to like, I would basically be the bad guy and I'd run up on our boat like on like a boat or like our pier and at my, my family's, uh, lake house. And they would just like punch me off and I'd fall into the water and then I'd get back up <laughs> and I'd be like, <laughs> and they just keep doing it. It was the it's greatest thing.
1: So insane. The end of that movie is just like, what the fuck is happening? It's yeah. so crazy. Oh. Um, so I like I don't have a ton of love for that movie. Again, I think it's really funny for a little bit, but I think it like overstays its welcome and then some. Which it's, I mean, it's a TV show, so like I guess that makes sense. Uh, were you gonna? Say I was gonna. S- I was asking
2: if that was you putting it last. No, but I'm, it's not I'm because just, I, I saw your letterbox scores, so it can't. Yeah, be Yeah, no, last. no.
1: I'm just like broadly totally speaking about like the Batman movies that exist in the world. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and I'm just going in chronological order because that's how my brain works. Uh, I don't actually really enjoy the Tim Burton movies. <laughs> I know that a lot of mm. people love them, uh, but personally, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> like, sure, fair. You know, they're, I think they're both medium. You know, medium to maybe slightly higher than medium. Joel Schumacher's are truly atrocious. Uh, yeah. like, I, true, true. Bullshit. I, like you, like most people our age, did enjoy them when I was a kid. I thought they were fun. Uh... I, you know, I mean, we all had our, our Jim Carrey phase. Dumb and Dumber is still one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Some of his other output is not so much anymore. Although it definitely was when I was like six or seven. Um, but when I was rewatching that, I think this is the first time I've watched Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Genuinely, first time in like at least twenty years. I was shocked at how bad they are, like how truly horrendous they both are. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was just like, how could anyone,
2: even a five-year-old have enjoyed that? Like, it's just They're so awful. I, I, and I didn't. Like, <laughs> Batman and Robin, I, 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 how old were, I was like eight or seven yeah, or eight. Yeah. And like Batman Forever I adored, and then Batman and Robin, still as a fan of Batman Forever, somehow I, I was at the time, I saw Batman <laughs> and Robin, I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? what what's there's yeah. like Like my first experience of film criticism was probably like walking out of batman robin being like what was that shit heap of a movie yeah
0: <laughs> what did you do to my I batman i think i've only seen it all the way through maybe once or twice and i don't remember how it comes together i like remember moments but i truly i don't even care enough to rewatch
1: it again it's uh i cannot truly terrible i cannot recommend against watching that movie more highly like please never watch that movie if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking like maybe it's not that bad no it is that bad just don't do it save yourself the time
2: here's what i will say after having seen 2019's cats i think that batman and robin is better (laughs) i think batman and robin is more entertaining and and... (laughs) from the pod you are
1: never allowed back this is a pro cats podcast get the fuck out of here cats is awful i love it so much (laughs) i mean i think also like being
0: uh, such a bat nerd seeing it done so Ugly yeah. in Batman and Robin Of seeing so many characters that I want to see I want to see Poison, Poison Ivy mm-hmm. And I want to see Mr. Freeze And I want to see Batgirl I I, I do not want to see them like this Ugh. So like it's a real blight um, In the same way that like Batman 66 I'm like I don't want to see these Batman I don't care about this at all yeah. I negatively care about this <laughs> That's how I feel about the show, show, show Schulmacher
1: movies Yeah. So And then we yeah. get our Nolans and I, again, coming from my perspective, I think the Nolans are the strongest chunk. I think Because yeah. I think you can, like, chunk Batman movies, right? We've got our yeah. 66, which was its own thing. Yeah. We've got the Burton slash Schumacher chronology. But, like, even within that, you can separate Burton and Schumacher. I think Nolans are easily the most successful. And, like, as Absolutely. a trilogy and just as independent movies, I think they are, like really watchable, really enjoyable. Like there there are no, there are few moments in there where I'm like, "ugh," yeah. as opposed to most of the other movies that uh-huh. have featured Batman where there are moments where I'm like, "ugh." Um, so I I personally I think the 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 Nolan movies are going to be have a strong showing uh in a in a pot- potential ranking. Yeah. Uh and then we've got Snyder, which I would say is better than Schumacher, but not by much.
2: I didn't even um, take his into account when I was writing. And like, I know, I also forgot they're about They're not that. like
1: <laughs> Batman movies, you know, so like it's it's fine to not take them into account, but like Batman versus Superman is one of the worst blockbusters I've seen in recent <laughs> memory. And it's honestly, again, I still haven't seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, but like the
2: It's better. Just
1: Joss- joss whedon justice league is really bad uh and i can't imagine that the snyder version is like significantly better like i am, it, I am, I am i'm sure it is
2: better but like it's not it's not great i actually thought <laughs> I, I actually think it was good i actually kind of liked it for what it was i i thought but that's yeah. because the joss whedon one is so bad it's really bad i think
0: I think both are really bad, and I think the new one just had
1: more and it may be just <laughs> maybe as just bad.
2: good by comparison yeah but so not actually when you, good when
1: you're looking maybe. at them together, right. like oh yeah, that is better, but it is still a steaming pile of shit. yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Uh, and then and then we've got our uh, our Matt Reeves joint and then I mean also right. we've got the Lego Batman movie, which I have no love for uh,
2: and then of Phantasm, movie. which uh, I have a lot of love for. Are we ranking Lego Batman? Is part of this no I, I, I have it, it in my list just to show how low it is uh, but <laughs> uh, spoiler alert it's almost on the same level as Batman Forever and Batman Robin. <laughs> that movie is an insult to people who like Batman I yeah I agree I
1: love the Lego movie like genuinely love the Lego oh movie oh my god yes. and I think the Lego movie 2 is not as good as the first one but still pretty good agreed but the the Batman movie, the Bat- Lego Batman movie, I was just like very not into. So it's I was just like pass. So, um, yeah. So I mean, we can go ahead and start ranking. I mentioned earlier that like if we're talking about top three, I think in in my opinion, I'm curious if you guys agree. Uh, would be some iteration of the Dark Knight, ba- the Batman, and Mask of the Phantasm. Your thoughts? Those are my top three.
2: Those are not my top three oh interesting my my top three (laughs) are so i have my top three and then i have my top five and then there's a pretty big gap between five and six okay (laughs) uh my top three well my top would be are we going from top to bottom yeah let's
1: yeah let's start my top would be the
2: the batman and my top my two and three would be a tie between phantasm and batman begins and here's here's my here's my oh. take on Batman Begins versus the Dark Knight. Dark Knight's a, a close fourth. Uh in the many years since the Dark Knight, I have rewatched that one and Batman Begins countless times. And I'll also re-watch Dark Knight Rises a lot. But Batman Begins, I think, is a better Batman movie than Dark Knight is. Dark Knight is a better movie than Batman Begins is. Mm-hmm. And I will take. If, if you can make a competent movie, which it's more than competent, Batman Begins is, that's a better Batman movie, I'll take that over the superior film, which is The Dark Knight. I just... I, I like... I like the story of it. I, I Maybe I'm also associating it with... I will never forget the experience of seeing Batman Begins in theaters, in that I was like... I thought we were done with Batman, and like I rolled into the theater as a... I don't know what we'll, we... How, sophomore in high school or yeah. junior in high school and be like well I guess there's gonna be another fucking Batman movie like let's go like Joel, <laughs> Joe Schumacher is all we had before so what's this gonna be and just being like this is not canon stuff all over the board but man is this accurate and like I think it was right around the time right. I read year one and it was extremely loyal to Batman year one like like I was just kind of blown away and I just think that this the Gotham in Batman Begins is strikingly different than Chicago, Batman, and Dark Knight. Yeah. Almost to the point where you're like, what are you doing, Chris? Like you could you could have just done the same Gotham, but you, he clearly didn't give a shit. He was like, you know what, this is a Chicago crime film now. I'm like, okay. I mean I was on board and I still am in yeah. some ways, but I just think my 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 thought is that Batman Begins is a better Batman movie, Dark Knight has a better performance from its villain and just is a... And my last... All right, the last, last thing I'm going to say is (laughs) top three moments of the entire Batman film series, including all the moments I love about this movie and Phantasm, Cillian Murphy's delivery of the Batman (laughs) was one of the greatest... To me, that's like, that is... That's accurate. That is that is Batman. Yeah. That is like a, the I wanted a, a villain, a smarmy villain who's in the middle of their scheme. Just be like, the Batman's here. Like, but not in that yeah. kind of stupid Frank Gorshin like Burgess Meredith like Batman sixty six sense where they're like snarling. Like that was perfect. That was comic book Scarecrow. Also Scarecrow, one of my favorite villains. So that helped too. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. All right. And so, okay, so then what would be your number five after Dark Knight? Batman Returns. Okay. And I don't just say that because Michelle Pfeiffer was part of my sexual awakening.
1: I know, I was going (laughs) to say that. I feel like a lot of uh, straight dudes our age uh, and uh, gay women our age has, like, a very specific touch point (laughs) for for their, like, uh, you know, coming of age, if you will. For me, it's Batman
2: Returns because it takes the Gotham of Tim Burton's Gotham is not the perfect Gotham, but I think it is more Gotham than even possibly Christopher Nolan's Gotham. Like Mm -hmm. it's got more of that Gothic sense to it. And Batman returns, I think takes everything about Batman 89 and improves on it. Gives you two villains that are fun as hell to watch as crazy as everything. Selena Kyle Catwoman is, I think Batman Returns is fun as hell, and uh, and dark as hell, and gave me <laughs> nightmares as a little kid. Uh, but I I think the quality of Batman Returns is definitely a much higher than my number six.
1: All right, Matt, do you have like tiers to your rankings? Because I I do, and so I think that that would be an interesting since Jim kind of broke it out in, <laughs> in tears. I would say.
0: <clears throat> I, I'm, gonna, I'm just because it's it's going to be more fun. I'm going to say something very bold, and it's basically the Batman and Mask of the Phantasm are so far and above <laughs> all of the other Batman movies to me now yeah. that it actually re reimagined some of the other rankings. For example, Batman Returns in recent years, when I rewatched it, climbed my rankings kind of incredibly. Where I was like, oh shit, I think I actually love this one. Uh, And I think it's because I was so aching for my Batman, for, like, the Batman that I wanted, that I was like, you know what? You know, everyone loves the Dark Knight. Everyone loves the Nolan ones. But I really want more of my Batman. And so for that reason, I'm going to lean into Batman Returns. Since the Batman has come out, Batman Returns has dropped (laughs) uh, some levels. (laughs) Because I'm kind of, like... Okay, well then, yeah. Batman (laughs) Begins is a better quality movie and has so many moments that I remember in theaters being like, Raz Al Ghul, (gasps) like like Falcone, oh shit, like this is a cool Gordon, like all these things that were like the Sonic location with all the bats. I was like, okay, cool. This is like, this is giving me a lot of these Batman things that I want. Uh, But it was lacking in like the the true thriller nature. Uh, So, yeah, anyway. The Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, way up there, basically can't be beat now.
1: Uh, Except for future <laughs> Matt Reeves Batman movies, hopefully. Correct, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> please, please beat them. Yeah. Please make this, the next one even better.
0: Um, and then it's like, Dark Knight begins. Uh, I think Dark Knight, because it just,
1: you know... I like, didn't realize at good? first that you it were ranking them good. as like two. Indiv- I thought I was like Matt. There's not a Dark Knight Begins movie. That's not. That doesn't <laughs> exist. So there will be. you are going to run yeah, out so of Batman permutations rises. at some yes. point. <laughs> yeah. There's only um. so many Batman-related <laughs> phrases that we can use in titles here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So actually, and actually, it's probably like yeah, Dark Knight Begins and then rises, um, kind of grouped together, and then it's returns and '89. I don't have a lot of love for '89, even though I watched a lot, <laughs> lot as a kid but I watched Mask of the Phantasm way more often and would repeat lines from there like I don't know I just don't know mm-hmm. that line in the Mask of the Phantasm movie is so funny uh, that we would just say it uh, <laughs> as a quote so like Batman 89 I remember the sound of bullets ricocheting and that's the, mo- <laughs> that's the most I remember about that particular movie um, so yeah I think like those are the, the scaffoldings of like there's great which is the new one, and uh, Mask of the Phantasm. There's the good, which are the Nolans, and then there's, like, pretty good for what they are, which is the the Burtons.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think I'm in a similar place. So, all right, so let's just do, like, hit me with your rankings. So, Jim, you get, you give us your top five. Yeah, What, what comes after that? So,
2: I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll do it again, because I, and just Wait. to, just cause to echo what Matt said. I will I will say like I, the more I think about it, I mean the Batman by itself I think is in tier one, the highest tier for me. Yeah. And then close behind is tier 2 which is phantasm and begins. Number 4 Dark Knight, number 5 Batman Returns, number 6 by a hair over number 7 Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises commits so many sins that I just have been unable <laughs> to forgive it for in times rewatching it's 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 a weird that I can rewatch it and find that I like it. I think a- a- I like Anne Hathaway. I'm with you, Colin. I like Anne Hathaway. I think her Catwoman sucks ass. <laughs> uh that said, <clears throat> Tom Hardy's Bane is Chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah. He is outstanding. He's off the fucking chain as as, as as like I literally like Tom Hardy cannot be caged apparently because he is just he's so goofy and makes such crazy choices that I I love everything he did with Bane and it took me by surprise including The Voice. I love it. I'm here for The Voice forever. Doesn't make you can make fun of it all you want. It's such a great choice. Um but and that so that's a little bit above Batman 89 because I just can't the the prince mm-hmm. stuff and just doesn't yeah. doesn't do it for me. It's a generational thing cuz like you, yeah. know, you know the fantasy and the folks at big picture were like ranking that so high. I just can't get behind that. I I cannot no. endorse that behavior. Um and so that's like that's that's its own tier. So like 6 Dark Knight Rises, 7 Batman 89. The next tier is probably actually Batman Batman 66. Is its own tier, just because I need to separate it from how absolutely shitty Batman Forever, and which is my number nine, and Batman and Robin, which is my number ten. If I'm putting Bat- Lego Batman movie in there, that's nine. Forever is ten. Robin is wow. Batman and Robin is eleven. But yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: All right, Matt, you you hit us with you hit us with most of yours, but finish out the list. Uh, all right, so it's the Batman, Mask of the Phantasm,
0: Dark Knight. Begins, Rises, and then 89, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, which I guess, you know, whatever. If, if, we're, I, if we're counting.
2: Where's Returns?
0: Oh, oh, Begin, oh sorry, actually yeah, I uh, had it here as Knights, or Dark Knight, Begins, Returns, Rises, yeah, but I feel like those could maybe <laughs> no. switch because there's stuff that <laughs> Uh and then yeah, and then after that, '89 BVS uh, Justice League Forever, Batman and Robin, and maybe Lego Batman would be a little higher than those, but uh, I also just don't remember a lot of Lego Batman, but the really. What I'm going to say is all I really care about anymore is the Batman and Mask of the Fantasy. Yeah. I really don't... I don't really care about any other Batman movies now. I have been shed of my weight.
2: I... I, the way I'm gonna cheat with that is I love I still wanna watch Christopher Nolan movies, and so I do still care about Bat movies that also happen to be Batman movies. But <laughs> yeah. in terms of Batman movies, I only care about the Batman and Masculine Fantasy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I wanted to do this exercise with you two specifically because I thought you would bring something different to the table, because you're ranking them as Batman movies. Yeah. Uh I am going to rank them as movies movies. Uh oh. and I think In my heart of hearts, if I'm going to watch a Batman movie, it's going to be The Dark Knight Rises. I fucking love The Dark Knight Rises so much. It is not a perfect movie. It is not a good... It's not a perfect Batman movie. It's so shocking that you love it so much. I fucking love (laughs) The Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) Truly
0: surprising. It's so
1: fucking good. That, like, stretch that Nolan was on between, like, Inception and Interstellar is, like, impeccable to me. I will watch all three of those movies (laughs) any day, anytime. I'm here (laughs) for all of them. But I'm not going to put The Dark Knight Rises as number one, even though it is a personal favorite of mine. It would be insane to say it's the number one batman movie and i recognize that uh i think i would put dark knight at number one i think i would probably recency bias admitted would probably put phantasm at number two and batman oh, the yeah. batman at number three nice uh right. i'll take at, it at some point yeah. down we can the line, stop I, now I, <laughs> at <laughs> some point down the line i do think that those two would probably flip-flop um But as of right now, I think I would do Dark Knight, uh, then Phantasm, then The Batman.
2: Okay.
1: And, like, those three are pretty definitively the top three. Um, For top five, I think I would probably do Begins and then Rises – and so like all, sure. all three of the Nolans would be in the top five and then the Reeves and the, the one true animated would be in the top five okay. and honestly after that it's a pretty significant gap between those sure. five and then I would go Returns 89 66 and like thousands mm-hmm. and thousands and thousands <laughs> of feet between Batman 66 <laughs> Would then be <laughs> Batman Forever yep. and Batman and Robin at the very bottom. Uh, if I were going to rank the Lego Movie, it would probably be just above sixty-six, uh, but like not by much. And the the Snyder's would be somewhere in those like thousands of feet of nothingness between <laughs> sixty-six and Forever. If I were to rank sure.
2: the Snyder's, uh, I think
0: it's
1: fair.
2: There. Yeah in recent years I've been like reading more about like the making of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin like the criticism I went back and tried to any like a review of those movies that's still publicly available that I can find, I will like look at them. But there is a there is there are people now who are reevaluating them, not in a positive way, but who are trying to argue that Batman and Robin is better than Batman Forever. And I think yeah. that's a very interesting conversation to have. Not one oh, wow. we should have now, but one that I think would be really fun to have.
1: As somebody who watched both of those movies, uh, I think in the same night, I can check my letterbox, it was at least back-to-back nights, but possibly, like, back-to-back showings. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I absolutely cannot endorse that buffoonery. Like,
0: (laughs) both movies have the worst openings of most movies. Like, the ice skating scene in Batman and Robin is truly, like, you're immediately already not interested. Yeah, They, like, lose your interest from
1: go. Yeah. It's it's fucking rough it's so and it's like and it's not fun like I like it's not fun I agree I I, don't laugh at all I was gonna say I think Cats admittedly is a awful movie but I find fun in watching Cats usually when I'm drunk sometimes when I'm stoned but like I find fun in watching Cats also some of the songs are bangers what up Skimble? My guy. Oh my god. <laughs> but Ugh. I didn't find anything fun about Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. I thought both of them were just like truly atrocious exercises yeah. in filmmaking that also were just like a waste of 4 hours of my life. I yeah, I can't endorse anybody giving those movies
2: any time of day. I I would rewatch Batman Forever 10 times out of 10 over cats. <laughs> Oh, man. i can't say i would do that over batman and robin batman and robin would be like five times out of ten. <laughs>
1: oh goodness all right uh so we've gone way over time uh, i still want to hit the categories because it's it's it is the pop epic. um so we can we can hit them quick tattoo ideas uh i don't really know like how good of a tattoo it would be but like like I said, that, that sequence of him just fucking people up in that dark hallway is so dope. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Your whole back. Just, yeah, just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have love for this. Like, I, I, I don't have that much love for this uh, Batmobile, but, like, it is a pretty dope car. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if I necessarily think, like, yeah, that's my Batmobile, but mm. it is a dope car um and i think it, that would make a fun tattoo um you should get the, the half white clown face makeup as a tattoo
0: so that you're half <laughs> yeah. painted
2: in white what what about possibly the most iconic image of the movie that we didn't talk about which is robert pattinson as bruce wayne wearing a baggy uh black t-shirt and sunglasses in the daytime eating a berry yeah I'm, Incredible. I mean, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in for that, which, yeah.
0: <laughs> which also, like, that is the humor yeah. of Batman. Yeah. When people are like, this movie isn't funny, I'm like, no, it's funny because he, like, has to wear sunglasses because he's such a nocturnal animal now. I'm <laughs> just saying, that's interesting. <laughs> like, looking at a clue. Is, uh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. You can't really do it. little
1: glasses, though.
2: A question mark, it's, like, too much, like, a swastika. It's probably <laughs> can't do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and I noticed that So I I was working at the theater, and obviously, like, we had the Batman poster up fucking everywhere. Uh, And, like, the design for this Riddler logo is, like, on the, like, the marketing is, like, a question mark with some, like, weird little designs on either side of it. And after seeing the movie, I was like, oh, that looks like crosshairs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think it looks cool, but it's kind of the equivalent of, like, well, J.K. Rowling recently in, in, endorsed Dark Mark tattoos. It's uh, oh. kind of the same thing. Oh my Jesus God. Christ.
1: Honestly, and I think we talked about it, but just like, yo, shut just, the fuck up and yeah. enjoy your billions. Just go away forever. You yep. Just stop opening your mouth. Yeah. Like, just go away and never say anything. Anyway, again, a different conversation for a different episode. Uh, I assume that you guys would spend time on this film set. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> I would be a
2: consultant on it. <laughs> Even if you weren't actually hired as one, yeah, you'd just, just, just <laughs> show up.
0: I'd be like, no, 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 that aerodynamics are all wrong. you got to, no, the Wayne Tech design from the fourth issue,
2: yeah. Would it be funny if, like, that was actually the reason a couple of the crazy things in this movie happened? Like, you showed up on set, you're like, actually, how about instead of a perfect landing, he smacks his head full speed on the L train and then falls down onto the ground full speed and doesn't die. And they're like, that's a great idea, let's do it. Oh, you know what, let's do that, yeah. Perfect.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I would spend time on this film set Mostly because I would want to hang out with Robert Pattinson and uh, Zoe Kravitz and like, yeah. Colin Farrell if he's there. Jeffrey Wright definitely, you know, like this cast is so fucking stacked I, that I would like definitely just like hang out.
2: I would love to have a full like two hour conversation with Colin Farrell in makeup in character. Yeah. Yes. Out of all yeah. the characters in the movie, give me two hours with him in character <laughs> over everyone else.
1: Um... I assume that at some point you guys will watch this on an airplane. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. I, I usually do reserve airplanes for movies that I would rather not. Like I don't care the quality of the screen. Like I like for, exa- for example, if it's like sure. this movie and Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven, I'll probably watch <laughs> Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. Sure.
1: Yeah, I generally but, agree with you. But having said that, uh, spoiler alert for one of the later categories, uh, I very recently, very, very recently watched Interstellar on an airplane. So. Oh, wow. I would, wow. <laughs> Not a choice I would typically make, but I was just like, oh, hey, it's here. I've been meaning to watch this movie for a while. Let's fucking go. So. Oh, man.
2: That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Yeah,
1: I probably wouldn't watch this movie on an airplane uh although the one positive that i can say about watching this movie on an airplane is that most of the flights that i take are around three hours so like it would be nice to just like not have to you know just like yeah throw this guy on and then when it's over it's like all right cool either we've already landed or we will be landing soon so that that would be nice yeah (laughs) yeah Um, I did not, I forgot to change the, I had an idea for something to email the Zoom link to you guys, but I forgot to actually change, uh, the subject line, but it would have been, uh, and Jim, I think you'll appreciate this, uh, extremely Killian Murphy voice, (laughs) the bat dot, 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 (laughs) and the bat was going to be in all caps, the bat dot, 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 men, in all lowercase. Yeah. Um, Very good. So that was going to be that. Sorry that I ruined Ruined everything, but I was trying to eat some yep. pie. It's, it's pie day. Uh, we were recording on pie it's day, pie and day. I had pizza and pie, and I was trying to eat that. So the, the Zoom link right. went out really quick. And
2: that's why <laughs> so. our episode is going to be three hours and 14 minutes long. <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, we're, 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 we're getting there. <laughs> um, and then finally, obviously, this movie just came out. Uh, but out of curiosity, how well do you guys think this is going to do at 2023 Oscars?
2: I have some realistic thoughts and then some yeah. un- some long shots yeah realistically cinematography and score yep long yeah. shot would be directing and production design i
1: think i think the, i mean obviously we'll see what happens but i do think that there's a strong case that this could be this year like this movie could be next year's like blockbuster slot that gets all the love right like I it's happened that. before and, and like i mean we'll see what else comes out but like you think of Mad Max Fury Road like that was a big blockbuster that the academy did show love on at least in in the technical categories in terms of wins but like nominations it was nominated like pretty up and down the board I think Dune is like a, a good corollary this year, which is like a big blockbuster, like a big studio blockbuster that has a lot of love and like at least got nominated for some stuff and will probably win a few things. So I do think it's possible that this could have a strong showing, at least in terms of nominations. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think, I, I think very realistically, this movie could get a, a an adapted screenplay
2: nomination. I would love that. I, I think I might be more of an Oscar pessimist than you. Well, in, oh, you so, probably in some are. ways, like I <laughs> I think like it would be a miracle if this movie got like two or three nominations. I just don't see the Academy yeah. going for it just based on the criticism of it now. It like, gets it's divisive, but still I guess positive like the positive stuff is really positive. Mm-hmm. It's released at a time of the year when things don't normally get nominated right i think and, that's one of the right. big things
1: that has going against it is that uh, yeah. it's gonna have to like mount a conversation for basically the next year and
2: i don't think any of the actors would campaign nor really should they no. like i love yeah. their performances but they don't need to do that but like i would love to see matt reeves out there like being like can you please nominate our production design people and get this guy if he doesn't win for dune i hope he wins for this yeah um, but yeah, just get this guy, you know, get everyone these awards. I mean, Michael Michael um what's his face, the composer has won uh, before, Jaquina, yeah. but you know, I, I you know, will he win for this? Will he even be nominated? I don't know. Cinematography I, seems really like the only the closest thing to a lock, and it's just too early to say. Yeah.
1: You know? I, I, I I could see this doing well. I could also see it not doing well. Having said that, like Black Panther. Which obviously is like a very different movie than this in a lot of different ways, but Black Panther yeah. was a superhero movie that was released in February.
2: Oh yeah, That's true. that got
1: nominated for a bunch of shit and won a good number of things. Um, Logan was nominated for best adapted screenplay, and that was a pretty dark oh. superhero movie. Like you know, not not as long, not not dark in some of the ways that this movie is dark. But like, I do think that this movie could have a chance. Especially if there's not a huge blockbuster, like another huge blockbuster that comes out at some point between now and the end of the year.
2: Logan's a good analogy because yeah. that that screenplay nomination was made me so happy, and I yeah thought came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. So I don't
1: know. I like. I don't. I think you're probably more right in being realistic that like if it gets nominated for anything, it will probably just be a couple things, and they'll be like pretty down ballot. But. Yeah um i i could see a world in which this does decently well too like i don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility for this to theoretically get like five or six nominations Hmm. which i think would be kind of fun yeah yeah I don't think it'll get any
0: nominations, but that's me being a huge pessimist.
1: You're probably. <laughs> I would love know. it to get everything, but I, I bet it's not going to get anything. <laughs> I did just remember that Avatar Two is coming out at the end of this year, so there. That's mm-hmm. going to be our blockbuster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if
2: James, I swear, if James Cameron cleans up at an Oscars, I'm just gonna. That that might be the final thing to get me to stop watching the Oscars forever. <laughs>
1: Oh, I hate myself, so I'll never stop watching the Oscars, but <laughs> I support you in doing that. It's a reasonable thing to do, but I just can't join you. <laughs> oh, all right. And then last but not least, uh, and we can do this really quickly. What have you guys been up to lately? And and or do you have anything you want to plug? We we added this category because, uh, <laughs> you know, we started doing this podcast when we were all quarantining and doing nothing. So we had nothing to plug. And we still, gener- like Matt Tierney and I, generally don't have things to plug. But uh, Jim, what have you I been have? up something to lately? To plug. And do you have something to plug?
2: <laughs> I have something to plug. I have a podcast yeah. where I stole this exact segment from you guys, <laughs> and it's how we close the end of uh, of our of our so show. Uh, our podcast is called uh, Game and Watch with Aaron and James. We try to do a a movie like alternate movie video game movie video game every week uh it is not a sustainable model it is too difficult to either (laughs) replay video games that quickly or to write outlines for video games that we already know very well so we'll see how long that lasts uh but have a lot of fun doing that we've got about um Thirty episodes now, almost. We wow. just we did our we just released one um, today on Nightmare on Elm Street three, so that was oh. a fun one to do. Uh, so I watched Nightmare on Elm Street three, rewatched it. That was <laughs> what I've been doing recently, and then I've uh, been playing a ton of Elden Ring. Yeah, it's phenomenal, and I had I I don't I don't know if I told either one of you this before, I guess I would have told Matt because I know Matt watches a lot of anime is that and I have committed to watching one piece, uh, all oh 1000 oh, plus like a, episodes. Yeah. I'm wow. on, I started Jeez. last summer. I am. And I've been moving at a faster pace. Now I am on episode like 320 and I gotta say, it's really fucking good. I, wow. I am a Ooh. sucker for anime tropes in a pirate setting. I love pirates. <laughs> <laughs> so I love One Piece. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. My oh, god,
1: no. that sounds so overwhelming. Like I can't I know all of my coworkers That's why I don't watch more anime. <laughs> all of my coworkers were talking about Ozark recently. Like, literally all of my coworkers were talking about Ozark, and I was like, yeah. I don't know, there's, like, 30-some episodes. That seems like a lot. Well, I mean... <laughs> Which I, I understand that that's not a fair comp. Like, I get that, but I was, like, staring down the barrel of a th- literally a 1,000 episodes of a
2: TV show, I just like, oh, God. <laughs> Anime has gotten a mu- much better paced in the especially in the last like five years i feel like we're in like a golden age of anime like i i guess well another thing i did watch recently was uh, re-watching the anime Jujutsu kaisen which is outstanding it's only have one season it's like 24 episodes and because there's a prequel movie called Jujutsu kaisen zero that's coming out this weekend that i'm planning to see i highly recommend that anime uh again much faster paced than the likes of shonen anime from the 80s or like late 90s and early aughts that are like One Piece and Dragon Ball Z that are just like hundreds to a thousand episodes. Would recommend. More power to you. I probably won't. <laughs> Fair. I'd rather you but watch it, Batman, the animated series. Yes,
1: I was going to say, yeah. like, if anything out of this conversation, I will probably watch more Batman TV shows than anything else. Yay. So. <laughs> Yay. Don't
2: watch any of them, but that one. Yes. And, yeah. and Batman Beyond is pretty good too. <clears throat> yeah. Um,
1: I have
0: not been doing much, but I did see two different Agatha Christie adaptations. I saw Murder.
1: or I saw Death the Nile. The new one. Um, yeah, and I thought it was terrible. Uh, I didn't think it was terrible, I, but I also didn't think it was very good. Yeah, it was real dumb. I, I
0: mostly felt nothing about it, but I did think it was real dumb. I was like, oh boy, this is pretty dopey. Um, and then I I watched uh, an, the Agatha Christie movie, or story, Crooked House, with Glenn Close and some other people, Yeah, but mostly Glenn Close, uh, Terrence Stamp, et Ooh, that's fun. Um and it was pretty good it was like a good mystery and i liked it way more than death on the nile um and i yeah was genuinely surprised and uh and intrigued by it so it's only from 2017 it's very recent. my wife showed it, it to me
2: recently good. she loves agatha christie loves cozy mysteries and i i thought mm-hmm. cricket house was pretty fun
0: yeah it's basically knives out it's yeah. like, it's got a lot of knives out similarities nice so that's all that's all i've done
1: uh, yeah, so like I mentioned, I've mostly just been rewatching Batman movies. Uh, I did watch Interstellar on an airplane. Bless. I have no regrets. That movie <laughs> kicks ass. I love it so much. Uh, I understand that that's a flawed movie, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> Here's my take on Interstellar I don't fucking care. You can say anything you want about that movie, and I don't fucking care. I love it. That's and how, how I, I feel about the it. Batman. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm almost with you there on Interstellar, Colin. I, I, I've come around on it so hard. I I feel like it's, it's not perfect in my mind, but it is pretty close.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I just love like crying in public. And so when it gets to the end of the movie and he sees his daughter finally, and they just have that very sweet, you know, scene together, you know, crying into a mask on an airplane is just is, is really what I want to be doing with my life. So, you know, <laughs> so I, no regrets. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that I've seen recently that I do want to shout out uh, is After Yang,
2: um,
1: which uh, two incredible Colin Farrell performances dropped on nice. the same weekend. <laughs> Good job by you, Hollywood schedulers. But, um, <laughs> I, I thought After Yang was really interesting Um I, there are moments of that movie that I was just, like, truly in awe of. Um, there were, like, sequences of that movie that I thought were really beautiful, really profound, like, deeply moving. Um, there was some other stuff that didn't quite work for me, so I didn't, like, love it unabashedly. But, like, I left the theater being pretty impressed um, and and would recommend. So I think it's in theaters now uh but it's also on showtime <coughs> so oh. um, if you have access to showtime if you were watching yellow jackets uh you know stick around and and i i would recommend after yang uh it's it's quite good it's like a i mean it's definitely sci-fi but it's kind of like a soft sci-fi um but uh i i enjoyed it quite a bit so nice. i will check it out yeah. um yeah and i guess you know i'm finished